Hello and welcome to Women Travel, a podcast about the places women have been and the things they did there. It is the middle of the month in November of 2021. And the outline for this episode is I'm going to do a quick pep talk. Uh, I'm going to revisit something that I'm still curious about from last episode. And finally, I'm going to share something I'm hopeful about. The holidays are coming up, and I'm sure there's a lot of stress on you right now. I understand. I won't list all the things that could be a bother in the next few weeks, because your brain is already listing them out for you. So take a second. Inhale, and exhale. And I'll remind you that we have control over what we do with our time. Anxiety is natural, but prolonged anxiety is not. I'm going to say that we really need to focus on taking care of ourselves. I know there's the idea of self-care as pampering, but what if showing self-care is more about sticking to your budget or setting time aside to practice gratitude and maybe to reflect on what we've survived this past year? A lot of people are going to continue to be struggling, and I'm going to ask you to ask for help or to make time to talk to a specialist, even if all you can afford is one or two sessions. If you need it, then you need to do it. It's worth it, and you're worth it. After last month's talk with Jay about van life camping, I decided to look into Mount Hood, which is where she had poked around in Oregon. Mount Hood stands at a high alpine height of just over 11,000 feet. It is the tallest mountain in Oregon and labeled the Oregon Volcano Most Likely to Erupt. The The Multnomah natives from the area call it Y-East. There is a hiking trail on Mount Hood called the Timberline Trail. It was built by the Civilian Conservation Corps. I've heard great things about the CCC from my grandpa, whose father was involved in building a majority of the roads in northern Idaho through that program. The Civilian Conservation Corps was established in 1933 by Theodore Roosevelt getting most of the acclaim. The program provided jobs for young, unemployed men during the Great Depression, and over its nine-year lifespan, the CCC employed over three million men nationwide. The CCC made valuable contributions to forest management, flood control, conservation projects, the development of state and national parks, forests, and historic sites. In return, the men received the benefits of education and training, a small paycheck, and the dignity of honest work. Something that's not mentioned on the official website is that these men were able or is that these men were enabled to travel to places that they had never been to. I had a neighbor back in Boise, Idaho, who ended up in Boise and working for the Forest Service in the 1930s through the CCC program. He had been living in Pittsburgh, and it 
the way he described it was extremely urban. He had never heard about Idaho, didn't really care about the state, but when he got here and when he was working on these projects, he fell in love with the area. You can see the impact of the CCC projects uh, throughout the United States, including the Yellowstone National Park. And I'm sure there are hundreds of locations in America that have had a lasting benefit from this and to encourage the safety and enjoyment of these incredible land features. Coming back to Mount Hood, I highly recommend thinking about it and planning to either ski there this winter, ski in the area, or you can plan to go hiking on it next summer. It is a very long trek though, so be prepared for a multiple day trip. Now for our music break. Boop, 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 boop. I listen to a lot of podcasts, including Brene Brown, The Adventure Zone, Andy J Pizza, and they're all really positive, fun people. They also all have websites. So I'm looking forward to restarting my website and actually creating a space for you, the listener, to contact me. I know you're listening, and I appreciate the feedback that I've gotten. Some questions I've already gotten include the following. Do you show people how to get the best deal on travel? No. And it's not because I can't, it's just that I'm not interested in budget travel tips. I will say Annie from Into the Bold at IntoTheBold.com is incredible at filling the, that gap. She is so knowledgeable about the nitty gritty on travel that I would definitely recommend following her exper expertise. Can I help you plan a trip? No. Beyond travel agents, you can look to Boise Bucket List, Traveling Spud, and Into the Bold for a range of local to international ideas. That being said, if I were, say, thinking about going to Tennessee, what I would do is actually plug in the word Tennessee, maybe I want to go dancing, and then I would see if there's any people who have a blog or who have an Instagram page that kind of fits my vibe. Are they using the kind of language that I find is value and ethics based? Are they having a fun time? Does it look too expensive for me? Is it too posh? Asking yourself those questions and knowing the kind of uh, attitude that you want to have, um, whether it's just checking out some incredible Southern barbecue, going to, you know, free concerts, going to the Grand Ole Opry, like there's a huge range there. So I would follow the kind of people that you feel like you would get along with, that you would want to be friends with, and then follow what their recommendations are. It's sort of like having a casual friend who recommends things for you. But do keep in mind that there is the bias that they're most likely being paid by those companies to say nice things. And maybe it won't be as gorgeous or lovely or Instagrammable as... Uh, they want you to believe. I think Jay last month did a really good job of pointing that out with van camping where people make it look so glamorous and it's like the, it, it can be but it can also be pipes bursting and being stranded in the middle of nowhere and running out of gas or freezing because you don't have a you don't want to turn on the heater in your van so you know take it with a grain of salt. For myself, I do do my own research, and uh, I don't get into specific itineraries. I am very much a risk taker, very, very much when my brother put it very well, where he said that whenever I arrive in a place, I basically do that place so hard. Like, 
I do the things that you're supposed to do. I hit that vibe. I check it out. I basically try to live uh, in that city's shoes. If I can walk a mile in it uh, and then kind of go from there and, and make more educated choices once I get an idea of what it feels like to be in a place. That idea cannot be itinerized. <laughs> um, do I help you save money? That's a question I get a lot. And no. The kind of savings I give you is mostly through anecdotal experiences. For example, if you're the type of person who likes to pay buskers to perform in public, which is a rad thing to do, then make sure to keep some bills in your pocket, but keep your main wallet tucked away. A lot of pickpocketing happens right after you pay money, especially on crowded subways or in a big square. Another option that I hang on to is about two years ago, I went to Manhattan and I only had 500 bucks for spending. So I definitely wish that I had used a budget app. Those uh, are apps that you can set a category for, i.e. vacation, and then you can check yourself as you go along spending. So instead of buying an extra coffee at Pret-a-Manger, I could have bought another book at uh, the store in New York in, in Manhattan. I'm blanking on what it's called. Um, the Strand Bookstore. God, I have their backpack. Especially if you're traveling on a budget, Instead of trying to stretch a bill, what I typically do is just to make sure that I'm keeping track of my bills, keeping it on my mind so that I can make compromises so that I can really focus on the things that I want to do, i.e. spending more money at the Strand Bookstore. And those are those are anecdotal. Those are things that I experienced. Um, I did stay in Times Square when I was in Manhattan for several days. I think it was five days. And then I ended up getting Pret-a-Manger every day for breakfast, uh, which is basically uh, factory croissants and uh, coffee. Because uh, and really the options because it's Manhattan is Dunkin' Donuts or Pret-a-Manger. So um, in case you haven't been to Manhattan and <laughs> and would like to go, just keep that in mind that Dunkin' has incredibly sugary drinks that I just couldn't handle. So, um, But keeping that in mind, if I had known that that's something that would have happened, I probably would have gone down to the grocery store and gotten some different options for myself to eat so that I it wasn't as chaotic. I would have planned better if I had a better idea of my budget. But because of this kind of feedback and those questions, I've grown concerned by what most Americans consider travel. They are financial questions, and those are valid things to think about. But that is not travel to me. How to move through the world nickel and diming every experience isn't how I choose to live. Travel to me is the stories that a person experienced. How do they live? What did they see? And what did it smell like? When I was in London back in 2013, I recalled Trafalgar Square, and I will always remember what it smells like. We had prawn sandwiches in the morning, and we sat out front of the cathedral steps to eat them. And then, as it rained, we hopped on the bus and drove along to Trafalgar Square. Once there, the rain had pattered out, and there is the sweet smell of petrol in the air. There was dust and dirt and that sweet rain scent, and now whatever it rains near gas stations and train lines. I remember Trafalgar, the hub of a great city, the noise and bustle and business of it all. 
I wanted to create a travel space where you, the listener, can get some wanderlust generated. I want you to dream about these places. I want to tell the story of ordinary women going to new places. I want for you to briefly see the world through their eyes and to know that it's possible to experience wonder. It's a place to reflect, dream, and connect. And by listening, we allow ourselves to grow. Thank you for listening.